to Halcyon, the city of hopes and dreams. Superpowered supervillains lay their super schemes. And if you want to take them on, you're gonna need a team to win the fight. Look for the Varsity Knights. Teenagers by day, superheroes by night. Young and strong and daring and ready to fight. When evil comes around to take a bite. Watch out, bites. Look for the varsity nights. So I think the whole group reconvenes outside of the school just as the police are showing up. Always just a little bit too late, as usual. Yeah. I think at this point, Ricochet's gonna go find a girl's room and turn back into Kitty. Mm -hmm. The police, as well as uh, Aegis Officer Agent Hammerhead, all show up on scene, and immediately they're going towards Hati as the one that has the most tenure. I'm gonna say that Diego doesn't run this time. Okay. The bones are still there, right? Yeah. So he's busy looking at the bones and thinking about what the Skaluchador said to him. He doesn't register, oh shit, they're coming in, I should bounce. Mm. He's too busy, he's too distracted. So I think this is happening basically in the gymnasium as um, Agent Hammerhead approaches you and has a cigarette in one hand and a lighter <laughs> in the other one. Do they blow up their gills? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're not supposed to smoke. Uh, yes, but that's the, that's the benefit of being an Aegis agent, is I do what I want, alright? So you're saying you're above the law? No, I am the law, okay? And you're also saying you don't actually care about the health and well-being of the students of this school? Uh, if I didn't care about the health and well-being of these students at this school, I wouldn't be here, Hati, alright? Listen, I could if use a little- care, you also wouldn't be smoking. Listen, I could use a lot less lip from you right now and a lot more situation report. Um, Skoluchador's dad. Yeah, yeah, I figured it would be him. Uh, it's it's uh, some business where some 100 years ago, back in the Mexican Revolution, a luchador got thrown into a volcano, and now at any piece of obsidian that is from that volcano is linked to his soul, and you can summon him back up. It's a real pain in the ass. Apparently, the uh, Central American Powered Authority gathered up most of the obsidian, but some of it ended up going elsewhere. It pops up around the world every now and then. So what I'm hearing... Can I jump in there? Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that this is your screw-up, not the Central American Agency. And I just throw a bone at uh, Agent Hammerhead. And I try to stand so that Hati is between us, because I, I don't want to go to jail. Mm -hmm. I think you are trying to revoke her. Is that what that's going to yes. be? Yes. Oh, five. So, Agent Hammerhead looks past Hati and is like, Oh, well look who decided to show up for a change. Right. Right. Tell me how'd that museum cleanup go? Oh, is it good? I think it would have gone a lot better if you hadn't made a mess of things to begin with, Chameleon. You know, I was telling Hati about this before, but I guess, Hati, you can be excused a little bit because they gotta deal with destructive forces like yourself. Um, okay, so she's sure. going to try to shift your savior down and your danger up. Uh, no, she's gonna intervene. Still as Hati. No, he was incredibly helpful. We wouldn't have succeeded without him. Roll the defense. 
So that's Tam. Before Agent Hammerhead could go off on you too much, Anel just like steps in and cuts her off. Does that negate the roll? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> All right, listen, kids. I gotta tell you, y'all are in for some uh, some shit because I'm not sure if you put this together yet, but basically what this means is that there's somebody in the school who was involved in that heist. Okay. And uh, well, here's the thing. He just ain't allowed to go onto school grounds unless it's an emergency. And here's the thing, I kind of think this counts as an emergency, so I think we'll be taking over this investigation for now. You two just stay out of our way. Leave it to the professionals. Oh, whoa. What does that mean, exactly? That means keep your nose out of trouble, and don't try not to cause any more ruckus. Just, you know, stick to fighting things like you're good at. I mean, that's kind of what we did here, so yeah, I, don't, we... I don't really get what the reprimand is for. You know, you think everything is a reprimand. All I'm doing is telling you what to do. <laughs> Actually, order, not a reprimand. You ought to learn the difference. And Agent Hammerhead just now, like, walks away at this point. You know, I kind of don't like her. No. And we're 100% going to discuss it with the other two, right? I mean, yeah, if we can ever find Ricochet. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're only around when something bites and then they just disappear again. Kid. <laughs> you know... You know who might be able to get word to her? Him or them? Ricochet? Kitty Carmichael. <laughs> she knows people. I she, mean, doesn't she run the yearbook committee too on top of being vice yeah, president or whatever? Yeah, and also the dance club. Yeah, I mean... And the dance. But also, like, her dad hates people like Ricochet, so I don't know. It seems a little bit of a conflict of interest. Well, her dad's an ass. So, Kitty, I think um, as you're like coming out of the bathroom in your civilian identity, yep. you kind of like walk towards where the people are, and you see your father, Carson Carmichael Senior, has arrived and is like just like talking to Carson Junior, just being like, "Is everything all right? Were you hurt? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." And all right, listen, you're gonna tell me exactly what happened, and you're gonna spare no details. All right? I. So I was. Um, I was going to the bathroom, and then I saw... Don't traumatize him, Daddy. He clearly hasn't had a good day. Clearly? I mean, cake business at Tucker Island High? It's bad enough that we have super-powered person at the school. Don't get me wrong, Hati's fine. But from what I've heard, we've got, what, that uh, shape-changer kind of guy. He's also fine, and he doesn't officially go to the school anymore. Um, I think Carson actually chimes in there and says, Oh, it must have been him! Uh, no, no, Junior, I, I don't think it was him. Who, who, who was it? What do you mean by it must have been him? Oh, I saw... I saw... Um, oh, no. I saw Ricochet tell me to do a thing with the amulet. Kitty's just gonna give him a look like, why? Why would you say this? <laughs> it's like, he looks back at you as a, like... A, like with the look that says, I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet, you say? I always knew there was something wrong with that one. And now, they come after my children? Kitty, did you see anything happening? I was in class, and then there was a big skeleton outside, so I ran away. I'm glad that you're safe. Um, and Junior, I'm also glad that you're safe as well. You two, head home as soon as you can. Okay, we'll go right now, right, Junior? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry, Junior. Never be sorry for telling the truth. <laughs> uh, Kitty's gonna give Junior a noogie. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can you demand that you want more pictures of Spider-Man?
It is J.J. With that, we can go ahead and skip ahead a little bit past the aftermath of this. Where is it that the four of you all collectively meet to discuss this? We have a sanctuary now. All right, can you describe what this sanctuary is? So, I imagine this is sort of an inherited sanctuary. In my head, what I am picturing is a very small office building that basically has two halves to it. One is the skull half, the other is the hati half. <laughs> Eventually, the new Hathi or the new Skull inherits this like office space, mm -hmm. which is like where they work, but also where they meet with other like supers and Hathi somehow, or Nell somehow got the keys to it. Maybe it was like an unmarked sealed envelope in the mail bin mm -hmm. that had the keys yeah, and yeah. Nell just had to like figure out, oh, this is my uncle being cryptic and giving me the keys to this place finally. Cool. And then yeah, they tells Diego, assuming that Diego would tell Tyson because they're friends and Diego could probably see Tyson sooner. Ricochet, Nell's like, I don't know. Is <laughs> just sort of like, has the key and is just sort of fiddling with it in class or like while chatting with Kitty and thinks about what Diego said. Then tells Kitty that, oh, you know what Diego said? I thought it was really funny. <laughs> well, what did he say? Uh, he, he said, that I should talk to you about finding Ricochet. Did he now? Yeah, I thought it was really funny because I mean, yeah, you you know everyone, you're friends with everyone because you're Kitty, you're great. Mm -hmm. But like, why would you also like know all the superhero secret identities? <laughs> yeah, that'd be really crazy. And it would be a little weird, especially considering how much your dad hates superheroes. That that too. Yep. Well, uh, I don't know, you know, Diego, he's, he, he's a little different ever since he dropped out, so. I mean, I, I can see the logic, it makes sense to a degree, because you do know everyone, but I am left not knowing how to contact Ricochet. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you'll find a way. Or one of your teammates. Yeah, maybe, hopefully. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, we see the Coil team gathered around inside of this little <laughs> office space. Ricochet very pointedly in uh, her mask. Yep. Her, Motorcycle, her motorcycle helmet. helmet. Yeah. Oh boy. Nell is very happy to see Ricochet and is very excited. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I mean, I've only ever seen you like when we're fighting something. Mm-hmm. Just Kitty. I mean, yeah, Kitty also thought it was a little silly. But it worked, didn't it? I'm just gonna glare at Ricochet. I, <laughs> I pictured Diego's got like a trench coat and a fedora on. Reptilian. For the record, one of you two would have to have told Ricochet because Nell did not tell Kitty where yeah. they were meeting or any actual unless, information. Unless. To, as you all are gathered around this like meeting conference table essentially. Yeah, the place is probably like messy, kind of dingy, not super cleaned out. Tyson would be like spinning in the chair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Skull just kind of like comes over from his side of the office and is like, oh, so this is the team. 
Pleasure to meet you all. Can I get you anything? Water? Meat? Pleasure, pleasure, sir. Hey. I just like shake his hand, try to be as polite as possible. I'll have a meat. No. You're 12. I'm a super. That offer applies to every single other one of you, but not him. I don't think anybody here is 21 yet. I can't. I can't. I will just turn into it. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. If you touch a butt, will you turn into a butt? No, I can't turn into skin, Tyson. Thanks, though. Skull kind of, like, <laughs> walks past uh, Nell and just says, You have fun with your new team. I'm gonna go head out and do a patrol. Uh, yeah, yeah, have, have fun with the patrol. Of course, I always do. <laughs> and then he, like, does his, like, mega leap out of the window. Okay, bye. Okay, you level with me. Can can your people do something to help me, cure me, some something? I mean, you guys are like gods, right? My people, that's a really weird phrase like people from from Scandinavia uh, if it helps he means like the Norse god people that you come from I mean just like your people right? oh my uncle Balder sure or whoever came before I, him. he doesn't really have a medical background there, right. there is really good socialized medicine in Scandinavia sure like but the magic but, and... but then there's you know the magic that makes you there's magic there is there any healing type not that I know of if anything Skull would probably know more what was the you know whole shield thing but no mostly not well thanks anyway okay so <laughs> so I think you all motion towards the file that Hati was given that is laid out on the table uh, so obsidian from this one volcano goes places that it shouldn't go, and then people can summon Skull Luchador. Oh, right, yep, I have the amulet here. I don't know if I mentioned. Oh, nope, didn't mention. Just, just don't do a Spanish chant around it. You know, I, with Spanish chant? I don't. Well, that's just what summons Skull Luchador the first time. That just, that just sounds racist to me, I mean. Well, no, it makes sense because I didn't know. The volcano is, is in a Spanish-speaking country. Okay, well, let the record show that that's a coincidence and not... Uno. Dos. That wasn't the chant. But also, don't Great do job. that. Uno. Stop doing that. Tyson, stop. I've been tutoring him, okay? So, You're we're just gonna... Him to say one and two. I'm teaching him the numbers, and but you start somewhere. <laughs> I was just gonna go to, like, a safe in the room, <laughs> put it in, close it, lock it, and then think, I'm pretty sure I know the combination to that. <laughs> anyway, um, this, this sidebar makes Kitty realize that she's like, shit, how did Carson know Spanish? She I was thinking that, that too. How did he know the chant? So she's gonna send a quick text to Junior and just be like, hey, how did you know that much Spanish? <laughs> okay, I think you don't get a response immediately. <laughs> so... Someone gave the amulet and the chant and all of that to a middle schooler? Mm-hmm. They, uh, as far as we can tell, implanted a memory in his mind to look like his sister gave it to him and told him to do it. All right. This person has some sort of memory alteration ability. Or they can shapeshift? Seemed like a memory thing, at least according to Spectre here. Yeah. They may also be able to shapeshift, though we don't really know. And this person is probably in the school. They're probably either a student or a teacher. 
or maintenance staff or you know working in the cafeteria administration there are people who come in for the after school clubs who aren't there all the time probably not them because this was during the day could have come in earlier i suppose and why this particular student was it just coincidence or was there a particular reason maybe the, the student is related to someone important makes some sense because of who his dad is. So if dad is super against capes, then targeting that family might be relevant, especially, I suppose, Skull Luchador's mindset isn't necessarily the mindset of whoever's behind everything. But he was very arrogant. Mm -hmm. So we think someone's after the mayor? It's possible. He's just a city council person. Oh, well, do we think he's in danger? I don't know that we have enough evidence to say that yet. How do we get the evidence? Well, we can try and find who this person is, but we'd have to do that with, you know, people like Hammerhead. Here's a thought. What if we ask our skull friend over there and our motion at the amulet? Do you think he would... No, I mean, he was kind of dead until he was summoned back. He also <laughs> didn't seem very friendly. Yeah. Yeah, but he also did say it had been what, like ten weeks since the last time he was summoned. Did he? Yeah. Because Tyson hasn't really talked mm -hmm. so much, so I feel like he could maybe like slink away. Mm -hmm. He wants to go and like touch the the amulet and see if he can think of anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's exploring what his brain can do. Can you roll to unleash your powers? This is going to be for two things essentially uh, in one roll. First of all cracking the safe using telekinesis. Second of all, <laughs> pulling the memory of what to do with the amulet out of Carson Jr. Okay. Either you can mark a condition, or I will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. I'm gonna mark a third condition of guilty. Okay. Because he's doing something he really shouldn't be doing. Do you have insecure marked? I have insecure, guilty, and afraid. Okay, you can clear that at the end of this scene because you are taking foolhardy action without talking to your team. <laughs> Great. As the three of you are discussing, you kind of like realize, wait, where did Tyson go off to? <laughs> and then you hear Tyson chanting, Oh no! Diego, you're able to recognize this. I don't actually have Spanish, so I can't tell you what it actually is, but it basically translates into rise, warrior, bone, come reclaim the mortal throne. Arriba, soldado de hueso. Reclama tu trono de whatever. <laughs> de whatever. You know. The three of you all kind of like look over towards Tyson as um, you're seeing this happening and you're just like, oh, no, no, no. And then nope. just the head of Skeluxedor pops up. Oh, shit. As his head comes up, he says, One day since I last walked this mortal. What? When did you stop? Continue! Uh, I don't want C to. C continue! No, don't, 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 don't. Oh! Oh, it's you. C can you help us? Or are you, are you just, like, a perpetual joke? Why? <laughs> Why would I help oppressive flesh? Well, I mean, trying something different for a change? It seems like this hasn't really worked for you. It's a bad routine. I am an eternal being. If it takes until the end of the universe, I will free my brothers from their flesh cages. Okay, well, this- Wait, I'm sorry, can we just clarify? Are you trying to take everybody's skeletons out of them? You say that as if the skeletons belong to those people. Those skeletons belong to nature. They deserve to be free. Oh. Tyson throws up his arm and 
has like a hand puppet. Free me! <laughs> Do not mock my cause, child! <laughs> okay, this is creepy. Hey, hey, eyes up here. Who, who the hell stole you from that museum? Do you know? Is there any way you can help us out or should we just put you back in that cage? Why would I help you? Because maybe the oppressive flesh might have some... I'm terrible with words. How do you... uh, because... I will not listen to oppressive flesh. And I will hardly listen to a collaborator. Well, Great. <clears throat> whoever stole you used you as a tool. Ooh. Yeah. See? A flesh tool. I think that is the first bit of dialogue that he is vulnerable to, so you were the one who gets to role provoke someone. Oh boy. Six. Does anybody want to assist with this? You can do that by spending team and describing how you assist. I think I would. Okay. I would jump in. Flesh, bone, metal, and I touch something made of metal. Wood, and I touch something made of wood. What's the difference, man? There's right and there's wrong, right? And someone wronged you by using you. So that's gonna add a plus one to your roll, bringing it up to a seven, Wee. which is a partial success. I think the Skeluchador looks offended and says, what? Nobody would use me, and I would know. I see everything within those obsidian shards. Oh. Oh. So, you saw then who took you from the museum, who passed you off to a child. I might have. <laughs> Great, so you can tell us. But I won't. Now that you are aware that he knows, you know that if you could just get into his mind somehow, mm. you could actually just figure this out by force if you so choose. He's just like a head, right? Popping mm -hmm. out of the subsidian. Yeah. Oh, um, like he's just floating, essentially. Okay. <laughs> so Tyson is just gonna, whatever he can touch on his face. What are you doing? Just. What are you doing? Just. Stop it. Hold, hold on. You trying to bop his nose? Shh. Wait. You can pick his nose. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, Wayne Wade off. Oh, sorry. Nine. Nine is a partial success. All right, so if somebody would like to assist and spend team, you can push it up to a full success. Otherwise, you're gonna have to mark a condition or it's temporary or unstable. So whenever when he like yells brain radar, it's like, I'm trying to figure out if he's not gonna tell us that we have to pull it out of his brain. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very painful. It's sort of like the brain version of what you were doing, the, the whole trying to pull my bones out of my body thing. This is like <laughs> He kind of like makes a face at you as if he's trying that. You feel a, a light tug on your sternum. Ooh, more yeah. of Tyson's hands and bushes on his face. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think as you're doing this, you dive into his mind. It flashes through different memories of him coming back to life, being stomped down by heroes, coming back to life, being stomped down by heroes in a different location, coming back to life again, and then like a couple flashes from different parts of the world. You see like a obsidian shard somewhere in like an area that looks to be somewhere in Japan. You see one somewhere like worn on like a safari leader's neck somewhere in the jungle. And then you see the one that is inside of the museum and as that flash comes up you also see the face of Jordan Squalor as he approaches the exhibit. Jordan! Who? <laughs> Jordan Squalor! Sure. Who? Should I know that name? Now why not talking to you? 
<laughs> was that the the bad guy we defeated in our backstory? Oh, you defeated him. That doesn't I necessarily mean that now. you put him away. Mm. He was the one when we first met. He blew up the foster home. Didn't he have like snow powers or something? Um, his were storm, uh, storm powers, essentially like wind and tornadoes and stuff. All right. Oh. So. It seems like the relevant question to ask here is what Jordan's motivation would be. It Last time we encountered him, it just seemed like he was angry. He at- was trying to fight back against the system because he was angry at the system. Well, this was revenge. We put him down. He's coming back for round two. But I, I don't understand how attacking a school fights the system. Neither. Well, yeah, how did Megabyte attacking museum fight against the American Dental Association that took away his right to be called a doctor? I thought he really just wanted to steal the teeth. That was... I think that's ultimately it. People say that they have a certain value or they have some big goal, but at the end of the day, you're kind of just doing what you want. Tyson opens a soda. <laughs> <laughs> but... Thing is, Jordan's squalor can't implant memories. Or at least, I don't think so. And storm powers. Yeah. So either he can do a lot more than we thought he could do, or there's oh, a the person involved. Actually, a sidekick. He could be the sidekick of whoever can implant the memories. So ultimately, we should <laughs> probably find Jordan's squalor either way. As this is happening, Ricochet, your phone buzzes. As you, like, check it, you see a message from Myra from the student council that just reads, emergency, I need to talk to you Um, about homecoming. I need to step outside for a second, okay? Uh, Yeah, sure, there's there's a back door that's a little more uh, private. All right, great, I'll be right back. Oh, just don't let the door close, it will auto lock. walk out and grab the phone that gets somewhere quiet yep. where other people won't see you and you hold it up and Myra immediately starts talking to you. Kitty, listen, they're gonna be canceling homecoming. What? Why? Because of the attack, there was a lot of damage and because we didn't get the budget in on time, they're thinking that we might just not be able to find a venue for it because also oh, no. the gymnasium was like the site of the attack and they don't want to have it in the gymnasium anymore. Okay, yep, that all makes sense. Um, how about this? My dad has connections with a lot of the city buildings, like the library and uh, the rec center. Maybe okay. we could bring it there. Okay, sure, but you've got to get that in by like the end of the day today, okay? Okay, end of day today, get the rec center booked. All right. As you hang up your phone, it immediately starts ringing again. Who is it? Amy. All right, she's gonna answer that too. Hey Kitty, just wanted to double check that you're coming to the party tonight. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, great, just- And I'm gonna be there early, so that, you know, we can have the pre-party. The other girls from the dance team should be coming early as well. Thank you so much. Question, I know that you've been hanging around with Nell a lot. Oh, yeah. Are, are, Are they coming? Um, I can check with them. Do you, do you not want them to come? No, 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 it's fine if they do. Just, you know, let me know if they do, okay? Uh, just, okay. Uh, what? <laughs> so before Ricochet heads back in... Uh, <laughs> the door is locked. Yeah, it's actually, she can't really. But before she tries, she's gonna send off a couple texts. One to Nell, mm-hmm. being like, 
hey, you going to Amy's party? This is a kitty phone. She doesn't have a ricochet phone. No. And then another one to her dad being like, SOS, they don't want to have homecoming because of the gym. Any chance you can book a rec center? Inside, Nell gets a text and then gets very excited. It starts texting back. Amy's having a party? I wasn't... Are you inviting me to the party? Is Amy okay if I go to the party? <laughs> <laughs> because Nell's like very excitable. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to picture like a lot of short messages. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty will respond to that being like, it would have been pretty mean of me to mention it if you weren't invited. <laughs> uh, then sends off a text to Amy like, I think Nell's coming. They seem very excited about it. You get a text back. Amy says, okay, thank you, taking this down. And then she sends you a photo of on her bedroom wall, there is like a glamour shot of shirtless skull. <laughs> <laughs> What I'd like to know is who all from the group is actually going to this party. So I wanted to have that conversation because yeah. I wasn't invited, but I'd like to go. I think all of you could theoretically come if you wanted to. But I have like been looking over Nell's shoulder at the phone and been like, oh, party? What? <laughs> There's a party? Uh, apparently. I didn't know about it until just now. Can I come? Uh, I... I feel like I, as not the host, should probably not invite people. Right, but, but like you're plus one. What time should we go? I don't, do I, I don't know if I get a plus one, and I'm definitely pretty sure I don't get a so we're not so ties in the back to Kitty. <laughs> not invited. Do I so have a we plus one video related, do I have Let's, a plus two? Mr. <laughs> Gris, out of character, are all of you going to the party? Yes. So I think that they go, and Tyson and I, I tell Tyson, separate. grab your Game Boy, we're gonna sneak into this. Oh, party. they're gonna crash party. the party. We're gonna crash the party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He doesn't want to look like the chameleon. He, was, he yeah. wants to try to blend in, but that's probably impossible. If Diego wants, he could probably try to like be like in costume the entire time. Like, yeah. like a Darth Vader mask or something. <gasps> Tyson. Yeah? There's a... Miss Frazier's a big nerd. <laughs> a big yeah. sci-fi nerd. She has a Darth Vader costume. If I wear that, will you be Yoda? <laughs> Is this a dress-up costume party? I don't costume think so, party? but if there's at least two of us doing it... Then we'll be two weirdos who are trying to sneak into a... So we cut to the door of Amy's place. <laughs> and the door opens to reveal Nell and Kitty both here. Early. Early. Yes, Nell is very well-groomed. What does that look like for Nell? So appearance-wise, Nell is very much like if you put a barcode on a ship. What? What? <laughs> to Scandinavian. Ah! They tend to wear like a lot of layers. Their family is fairly well off, so they have like slightly higher quality, more expensive clothes. They have like side of their head shaved and they usually do put braids in their hair, but these are like, they redid the braids. They look very nice. They're like more intricate braids or more of them like going back across their scalp. And they have some like light makeup on. They absolutely want it to look nice. Amy just looks at Kitty and he's like, Oh my god, thank you so much for coming! Hi! Hi! Uh, hugs, 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 hugs! Hello, uh, Hati? Nell? Nell? Nell Hot? Nell. Captain Hati? No, I'm not in the military. You can just call me Nell. Okay, uh, <laughs> hi! It's, it's nice to meet you. I'm Amy. I'm, hi. I'm on the dance team with Kitty. 
Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of your stuff. Uh, um, Amy is our best arabescus. Stop. It's true. I don't know what that means. Oh, well, so Kitty pulls out her phone and pulls up a YouTube video of what an arabesque is. No, there's not many. Nobody else is here yet. Um, I've been trying, I've been just like hanging up streamers. I have a, a punch bowl. Um, I did leave some rum next to it in case anybody wants to like, you know, spike it. And so oh, so you did go with the alcohol in the end. I fi yeah, I, felt, I figured it would be a good idea to get it, to have some in case somebody wants it. But mm -hmm. I don't want to just like have it so that everybody has to have it. That's very smart. That's very considerate, Amy. Yeah, um, just don't tell my parents, okay? They're no, out of town right not. now. My lips are sealed. Okay, here, um, let me let me show you around. And <laughs> she begins um, showing you around as um, other people start filtering in throughout the rest of the night. I want to see what it looks like when Tyson and Diego show up. Okay, so I think Diego would insist on wearing the Darth Vader costume just because he can hide himself and you can do whatever you want. All right, we're gonna go, we're gonna go full in on this. I will dress as Yoda. When we get to the door, I'm gonna use some freak powers. I'm gonna be a Jedi and I'm gonna Jedi us in to the oh, party. Oh, yes. yes. So I think that we see the two of you walking up to this party. I think at this point, it is kind of starting to be more lively because you would crash it when there's more people around such that- Wait, 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 How do I look? You look like Darth Vader. Great. At a house party where there's not supposed to be any costumes. Yeah, but you know, it's close. Bing bong. All right, and I think the door opens to reveal Amy. And she's just like, hi, oh. Wow, you guys are early for trick-or-treating. We are not the dogs you're looking for. <laughs> and I'm gonna roll. You don't gotta roll for this. I'm gonna have to you roll don't for gotta that. roll for this. <laughs> you are not the dorks I'm looking for. And then she just walks away, <laughs> leaving the door open. In, in that sort of big brotherly way, I like give him the little like yeah. knucklehead. Oh, uh, who are you calling a dork, huh? <laughs> You're gonna mess up the makeup. We have multiple sibling relationships. Two noogies in one session. <laughs> look into the party itself and uh, we see Chet is currently attempting to follow around Nell as uh, he's just saying uh, so yeah like next time you there's a, a big threat just let me know because like if, if I've got my kendo gear then I can totally be super helpful to you oh is that is that why you were running away from everything? Yeah, I needed to go get my kendo gear. Look, <laughs> I actually know how to fight. Like, I've been in judo classes and jujitsu. I can sword fight. Um, how's, how's the nose, by the way? Yeah, I mean, could be better, but you know, not everybody's got super strength. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't either. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of a, sh a shame because like the, the real Hati has super strength. Uh, well, I mean, the, the real Hathi is, is a wolf that chases the wind. That sounds pretty metal, too. But, yeah, just let me know. Next time you guys are doing something, just yeah, like, get me in the action, all right? Um, how about next time you do have your gear, uh, we can spar? Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that conversation went well <laughs> as he walks away. <laughs> um, and I think the two of you come up to Hathi passing by Chet, and he's like, Halloween's in two weeks, losers. <laughs> and he keep, keeps walking. Oh, I want to punch that guy so bad. I, I already did, like, a couple weeks ago. 
Did you notice the bruises? Yeah, but I don't want to do it. It wasn't that. It wasn't really satisfying. What are you trying to do? Just want Jedi his shoes untied and, make them, yeah. and then tie them together with, with Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah. You can do that. Jedi. Okay. And you just like subtly tie his shoelaces together as he's walking away and he trips. You who's a loser. Spills his thing of punch then immediately comes back up. He's like, I'm all right. And then he continues walking, doesn't realize his shoes are tied, trips again. <laughs> <laughs> so, kitty here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, she's helping she's, Amy. She's surrounded by like a large group of people. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Yeah, sometimes you kind of gotta like wait in line to talk to her. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm just here to people watch. Unless something comes up, then I, I figured if you're trying to change people's minds about you, it's better to do it when there's a big group, group herd mentality. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, that, I've been readings. That makes sense. And then there's also mob mentality, which is kind of the opposite. Yeah. Anyway. At this point, I think Kitty has extracted herself from the large group of people and goes over to Nell. Is Tyson very recognizably Tyson, despite being Yoda? <laughs> I mean, that's up for you to decide. He does look like a pretty great looking Yoda. And <laughs> I, I've decided that if you're not paying attention to him, he is gone. <laughs> okay, so Kitty goes over, she puts some rum in the punch, so she's had uh, some rum punch at this point. She throws her arm around Nell, it's like, hey, how are you liking the party? Who is your friend? Uh, also your friend. Darth I Vader? I am your father. No, no, I'm uh, not. It's oh my god, it's Diego! Hey. hey! Shh, don't say that so loud. People might freak out if they know what's under here. That you're a person named Diego? Well, that, you know. Hey, you, hey, your friends look nice. Would you care to tell them about how the chameleon helped save the day the other day? Oh my gosh, of course. Don't and they are nice. Tell them El Camarillo. Amy! Amy! Hey, what's up? Amy. We were just talking about how great the chameleon is and how he really helped save the day. The chameleon? Which one is that? He's the one who like changes his like body composition. Oh, like 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 a uh, metamorph man? Yeah, like him. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's so cool. He's so cool and we should start talking about it more. <laughs> Uh, can you roll to comfort or support? <laughs> Plus mundane. Plus mundane? Oh, I'm very mundane! That's an eight. On a hit, they hear you. They mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. So this is on you. If you open up to Kitty in this moment, then you can do choose one of those. Yeah, I will. And so what do I do? Tell me how you open up to her. Really? Great, huh? Super smart. He turned into a ladder, and then I also heard that he turned into toilet paper to blind that big skeleton thing, which on top of being super cool is just very thematic because you know mummies and stuff. Well, I mean, I, I heard that- Kitty doesn't swear. <laughs> I heard that Ricochet was actually a big part of stopping the threat. I heard that they played whack-a-mole with the, <laughs> with the so, minions and all that. I, I would say Ricochet is the real hero here. If I may. I think that what this move wants you to do is be emotionally vulnerable with how this makes you feel. Well, I didn't know that that's how you felt. I mean, if that's really the case, then, and then he removes the helmet, I think. Oh, yeah. 
I think that's him being emotional. Yes, yes, absolutely. There is kind of like a gasp from the rest of the room as this happens. I think you see Amy just kind of like taken aback as she's uh, surprised by this. Um, uh, everybody, this is Diego, and he helped us with the skeleton guy, so, so yeah. Oh my god, Amy, you have two varsity knights at your party. That's two more than anyone else has had. <laughs> uh, I think the room's kind of like, slowly gets back to it. And <laughs> for just like a brief moment, you feel like maybe you actually do fit in here. And then Chet shows up. <sighs> As Chet shows up, he uh, immediately comes up to Kitty and says, Hey, Kitty, I need you to, oh my god. Darth Vader is more like Darth Nick Nader, like, like Nads. That's not even a good, that's not even a good insult. Kitty, I need to talk to you real quick. Okay, I hope that it's better than that insult. Yeah, it's gonna be way better. All right. Asshole. And he pulls you off to the side. Diego's having a rum punch. Yeah. yeah. I thought he couldn't. You can try. I can try. Listen, Myra told me about the student council thing with homecoming. Oh, right, yeah. I texted my dad about finding a rec center. Yeah, uh, so I actually, I might be able to help out with that. Oh, amazing! I don't, I don't really like to say this, but like, my mom is, um, my mom is, uh, Jun Hashimoto from Hashimoto Corp. Oh! And you would know this as a very influential robotics company. Mm -hmm. operating in Halcyon City as well as in Japan is where it's usually based. I love that Chet's last name is Hashimoto. His last name is Griko. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have Chet Griko here. Like my Griko? Yep. <gasps> <laughs> you didn't catch that the first time around? Really? So, uh, I figured we could like help, we can offer the uh, Hashimoto Corp company banquet hall. That would be amazing, that okay. would be perfect. Cool, but I do have to ask you for something too. Okay. I want you to make me the, the president, and then you be the vice president of student council. Oh. But Chet, the, the president is elected. If you make me the president, and you become vice president officially, and we change the charter, then I, I can offer you this place. But that goes against what the student body voted for. We can do another vote, just like we have to change it first, and then you don't run for president, and I'll run for president, okay? But. I'm a good student body president. Yeah, and a good student body president would make sure that the student body has a fun homecoming dance that they've been all been looking forward to. <sighs> Kitty is very conflicted about this because she's just like, oh, I want to help everybody, but like she was so proud of being the president. If I may make a offer to you, yeah. um, you can try to pierce his mask if you want to get a better idea of what you actually want. Yeah, let's go for it. And you stab him in the face. And then, yeah, you can also do that. Nine. On a seven through nine, ask one of the questions on the pierce the mask move. So I want to know, how could I get Chet to concede this space without the presidency swap? Okay. What you are sensing is that this is not about you. This seems to be that he has something to prove mm. to somebody. So if you could offer him something that would make him look good, essentially. Okay. Let me think on that as to, to what Kitty has. 
Uh, let's look back at the main room with uh, the three of you, and now Diego fully unmasked, un Darth Vadered. Yeah, he's just wearing like the black cloak. Still wearing, yeah, like the the cape. I I think now walks back over with like a little paper plate with a bunch of like crackers with cheese and stuff stacked on it, like whatever was there, <laughs> putting an entire stack of it in their mouth. This sucks. Those 10 seconds of normalness, and then Chet Grico had to put his face in things. Can I have one? Mm. Just holds out the plate. I touch the cheese and I turn into cheese. I'm like, shit. Mm. I think that kind of stinks. <laughs> Is it smelly cheese? Yeah, no, I think you turn into a wall of smelly cheese, and immediately Ugh. the person next to you just kind of like, um, well, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I mean, maybe, maybe the, the plate or a cracker? Yeah. And then he realizes the couch he's sitting on is made of leather. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, you want to see something neat? And he touches the leather couch. He talks again and he's like, Well, this is some party, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I guess less exciting than the one that my mom's still upset at me about. What? Why? Uh, oh, um, had a little, little too much to, to drink in their cameras. Yeah, they'll, they'll get you. I was seen in the news for the first time as more or less me, and it's always those cameras. Yeah. Where's Tyson in this? He Tyson is trying to scope out where the cool kids are. Uh -huh. He wants to see what cool kids do at a cool party. Okay. He doesn't know what a party is. I think you're, you find Chet's entourage, essentially. <laughs> Alright, what's Chet's entourage fucking up to? Oh, uh, they're outside smoking. Reefer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You are hearing this group of people just chatting amongst themselves without Chet. And they seem like they have a lot less direction. <laughs> um, but they're just um, like... So like we're just gonna like let that chameleon thing hang around in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would Chet do? Chet would like kick him out, right? Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that's yeah. We'd, we'd be like protecting everybody from it, from him, right? Yeah, that, that sounds like something Chet would say. And from behind them, you, mm -hmm. you just hear this little kid. You you really think that going up against a local superhero would be? Good idea for you? It's a little fucking Yoda. Yeah, I think the guys are just like, whoa! Whoa, Jesus, dude! Dude, little guy, you gotta wear a bell or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can be sneaky sometimes. I mean, what what do you know? We're like, we're on the football team. We could we could take You play football? Yeah. What position do you play? Uh, I'm a linebacker. Chet's the quarterback. Uh, <laughs> do, do they have a ball? Sure, yeah, they've got a ball. Could, could I throw, could I throw a ball to you? Yeah, yeah, okay, sure, whatever, kid. Okay, go along! And he wants to do an overcharge. You channel the full capacity of your incredible powers to overcome an ob obstacle. There is no way that he could throw a fucking missile, mm -hmm. but he's gonna throw, like, the hardest football <laughs> catch that he's ever felt right into the numbers, right into the chest of this kid. Mm -hmm. Once it's again, a gentleman, but with a suction cup. I'm going to say that you really don't need to roll for this. This oh. is just a thing that your powers can do. <laughs> okay. As you like wind up, the guy's just like humoring you entirely, and you th throw the 
football and it just like knocks him flat on his ass with the, the wind knocked out of his lungs. And then there's the other guy. Yeah. You want to see something really cool? And then he holds his hands like this, hike, and he sucks the ball back. <laughs> and then he hucks it at the other guy. <laughs> and the other guy also just goes down hard. <laughs> the two of them just kind of like scramble up to their feet and they're just like, Oh man, this isn't like a normal kid. This kid's like a like a superpowered weirdo, like chameleon. This is shifting your freak up and your mundane down. So my freak is already up. So this would inflict in condition if less angry resistance. I'm sticking to he's very emotional, so he was, he's gonna take a condition. Okay. He's gonna get angry. He's going to attempt to levitate these two kids and smash them together. But not enough to kill him, but just mm -hmm. enough to like make him think twice. You know, Wildo, I don't feel like that's strong enough. Maybe you're looking for freak! <laughs> Symbol crashes on and the two of them are out. And then he, down the hole. he walks over to them, takes the football, and walks back into the party. <laughs> so I think, weirdly enough, you can clear your angry. <laughs> <laughs> you got it out. Meanwhile, <laughs> as Nell's continuing to eat cheese, looks over at Diego. I'll be honest about something. Yeah. I'm still kind of shaken up, I guess. I'm not skull guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to fight like a human, and it's another thing to fight some kind of otherworldly being. I guess he was human at one point, but. Yeah. Like, I've taken a lot of hits, but he tried to tear my bones out of my body. Yeah, that was fucking scary. Yeah. Sorry. Oh wait, Tyson's not here. <laughs> um... This superhero thing is not really for me. I mean, this is more of like a you thing, but it sounds like you also... I don't know. I don't know. Look, when I was at my lowest, you seemed to comfort me and... Uh, there was something there, I felt like I related. I just, do you feel like you're out of your depth ever? Because I always feel that way. Yeah, I've been trained on how to do all this like my whole life, basically. But I don't know, it's like, it's, it's like when you do all the homework right, but as soon as you get to the test, you don't know anything. And it's like all this training was all the homework and now this is a test and I don't, I don't know anything. Huh. That's crazy. For me, it's the opposite. I've never been trained. <laughs> and then when the moment comes, I'm like Saturday morning cartoons and comic books. What did they do? <laughs> I need to double check. Are either of you two triggering playbook moves? I don't know. I just I know. But you guys trying um, to ship for a second. For example, for clear Diego, one condition. If for Diego, um, his he move is when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, ask them if they think you are losing or gaining humanity. Uh, and then, depending on what you say, at one point he'll ask. I don't know. Do you? When we're out there in, in the middle of it, does it feel like I'm? Do you think I'm a freak? Well, no. I mean, you can do things other people can't, but, well, so can I. 
So I don't think you're any more of a freak than I think I am. Clear condition and shift mundane up and any other label down. Okay. I'm gonna shift danger down. Okay. Oh. Mine says when you share vulnerability or weakness with someone, tell them a secret about your legacy, including your own true feelings about it, to clear a condition and give them influence over you. It kind of sounds like you were getting closer to that with, with talking about how. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that coming from someone as fancy as the Hati. <laughs> I don't really feel like it. It's like, I guess, kind of wearing clothes you don't fit into. Hmm. You know, everything I was taught was all about protecting people and all that. But I got an axe. <laughs> it's kind of like what I was taught wasn't really for me. You can't just ditch the axe and get a shield? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. doesn't I mean, we can try melting it, turning it into a shield. You you can try, it's not going to work. Uh, uh, you also wouldn't actually really be able to. Right. I don't know, Miss Frazier's very creative. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's look over at Kitty real quick. So, listen, chat, it, it seems like you want to do this because you have something that you want to prove. I don't know if it's like college applications. Obviously you're very busy being the quarterback on the football team and co-president and all of that. But you know, what if I helped you with something else? Like a fundraising project. You know, like how last year I was doing the fundraising for that group home. Uh, we could do something like that and you could take all of the credit for that. Would, would that work? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me think about it. And Chet, it seems like it takes a while for this idea <laughs> to sink in in his head. I'm going to ask you to roll to revoke, Chet. All right. Get a plus one forward since you're acting on uh, a pierce the mask. <laughs> that is a seven plus two with the forward. I think Chet thinks about it for a bit, and then he says, um. How, how about this? We're gonna do the thing where we can like change the char student charter and then like we can both run. If I win, then I win. But if you win, then you're in. Does that sound good? So you want to have another election? Yeah. Okay. Because that just sounds fair because we're gonna be changing the charter and stuff, right? Changing the charter to... To no longer having co-presidents, just having a president and a vice president. Okay. Sure, Chet. Let's right. do that. Cool. All right, I'm, I'll talk to my mom about that. All right, great. That solves one problem. So as you two are walking, you are like walking past the door and you see Amy answering the door for somebody. And um, she's like, hi, uh, do I know you? And then you hear a voice from the other side. No, but I know you're guests. And Amy steps aside to reveal Jordan Squalor. <gasps> standing in the doorway. And as he walks into the room, the room kind of just goes silent as other people start recognizing him. Yeah, I immediately yeah, just yeah, stand yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> stand up and, and walk over to him. Peace. I come in peace. I'm just a messenger today. I'm here to formally extend an invitation from my uh, 
professor, to you and your team to join the Meta Academy. You are given a set of four invitations. They have like this very stylized M and A logo with the two letters uh, overlapping over top of each other. It's like a little card and as you open it up, it just says, you are cordially invited to join the future of human evolution. Sincerely, Dr. Lecture. Out of nowhere, just comes this football <laughs> rolling through the middle of a party. Well, directly engage a threat. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, so it's going to be a minus two because of my afraid. But like, this is an impulse. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Seven. So that is Woo! a partial success. You Perfect. get to choose one of those options. This is going to be to surprise them. So you know, he used to be really little, and I kind of imagine it's like. Fuck you, I'm bigger now. Mm -hmm. Even if it might be just a little bit of time has gone by. Uh, so he's just staring. So you throw the football towards him and it hits him in the chest, but you see his wind powers dampen the blow a little bit as he like backs up and he's like slides to a halt. Yeah. Uh, so holding the football. You just see him like standing like blurred. Mm -hmm. He's shoulder width apart and he's just like really fucking tense. And you just see a super angry Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Tyson, or do these people not know yet? This isn't the time or place, but I'll be seeing you around. And can I say, what's up? Us. I place a hand on Tyson's shoulder as I'm turning back into the reptilian self, being like, mm -hmm. you'll be seeing us around. And Tyson, maybe it's just because you are so angry and determined to put on a, a strong face right now, but it feels like you cannot breathe. Take a powerful blow, please. That's a 10. A 10 is a full failure, actually. Take a powerful blow, you want to roll low. <clears throat> yep. So, on a 10 plus, you must choose to remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc., lose control of your powers in a terrible way, or choose two options from the 7 to 9 list. Lose control in a powerful way. If he can't breathe, oh. he's, he's gonna have a panic attack. You know, he's got trauma, so yeah. it'd be the freeze aspect of fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. So he's still, but he is like going a million miles a minute on the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we see like the foundation of the structure beginning to collapse as Jordan is walking away. Amy's house is starting to collapse, essentially. Oh. Oh. Get him out of here, get him out of here, get him out of here. everyone out of the house. Ricochet! <laughs> People start rushing out of the house, you get everybody else out of the house as Tyson is going into a psychic supernova state. Um, <laughs> if everyone is out of the house, Nell's going to go to Tyson. Okay. To try and, like, calm him down. You I have... can deal with the house falling on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has influence over her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hey, 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 Tyson. You okay? He's gone. You're good. I don't know if he can breathe yet. I think you can at this point, but your powers are like a stone rolling downhill. They have started, and it's gonna be a lot more difficult for you to get to stop it. Now, slash Hati, in yeah. this moment, whichever one you're acting as, you can feel free to try to comfort or support Tyson. Yeah, we'll, we'll give that a go. Not great, that's a three. 
I think the explosion of psychic energy actually flares out as you get closer, and you also get thrown against uh, a flash. Can you also roll to take a powerful blow? Yes. Oh. A nine. I mark a condition. Can I run to Kitty and say, please tell me Amy has house insurance? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why would I know that? Because the house is about to collapse. He's going to run back into the house. As he goes in, Nell goes flying the other direction. <laughs> having then hit I have to, like, dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Nell just hits a wall. Uh, some sort of photo just falls to the ground next to them. Oh, shit. Hey, kid. Kid. Hey. I, I get close to him hoping that he's near the couch. Sure. Okay. Hey. Tyson. No. Spectre. Hey, Spectre. Head turns towards him. Pupils are blown. Hey, it's me. Diego. Look, I know you're angry. Okay, I'm angry too. But you don't have to be like this, all right? We we choose. We choose. Remember what we talked about last time when I turned into the pizza? We choose whether we're good or we're bad. We choose what to be. And then I touch the couch and I turn into leather and I repeat in a normal voice. We choose what to be. Okay? People look at me and... They already decide what I am, okay? People look at you and they just see Tyson. You get to decide. And man, I'm jealous of that kid. So make us proud, yeah? Is a nine and that is a success. So Tyson, if you open up to him, I'm gonna let you clamp down on this psychic storm before it destroys the house. I think what Tyson would say would be something like, they were going to hurt you. And then he, like calling back to when the football players mm. were gonna like jump you. And he like just takes off the Yoda wig and just kind of sits down and cries. I don't think he has the words mm -hmm. to open up. So I think, counts, yeah. I think like the emotional vulnerability and just kind of like, you, you see the epicenter of where all of this stuff happened and it's just a puddle of a crying kid. Mm -hmm. Oh, buddy, um, people are always going to try to hurt me, okay? They're probably going to try to hurt you eventually. It's best to let the crows crow. That doesn't mean they're always going to peck at you, okay? I think we zoom out of this as we see Tyson is, like, hugging Diego's leg. Um, I like the idea of one pupil is blown mm -hmm. and the others were turned back. I, I like very, the idea... Very David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as we zoom out, we see Nell getting up and rubbing some... Not actually bruised, but yeah, still hurt. Hurt ribs. Zoom out to the rest of the people from the party just standing outside as the house stops shaking. And then. So, can we go back in now or what? Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Roleplay Radio this week. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. You can find song names and links to their artists' web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our players who were involved in this project. Rin Garnett, Tyler Rubin, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. 
And a very special thanks to our talented GM, Michael Yang, who not only prepared this wonderful five-part miniseries for Roleplay Radio, but who also scored and produced the Varsity Nights theme song. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to his personal YouTube channel, which we've also shared in the description. Thanks again. I'm Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I sure hope to see you again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.